Sunday, December 20th, someone just won $2.5 million playing fantasy football on DraftKings. Today was the DK DraftKings live final, even though it wasn't live this year because of, you know, the world. But if you don't know, it's a tournament where, like, you qualify all season long, <clears throat> 200 people qualify throughout the season. And today, those 200 entries submit their lineups, and the winner gets $2.5 million. Second place gets $1.2 million. Third place, I think, $700,000 and, and, and so on. Um, and a couple other people won a million dollars today on DraftKings because that's what they do every weekend. And I noticed something. None of those people were me. And that is bothersome. It's funny, I, I actually, of these 200 people, or 200 entries, 200 qualifier seats, they call them, I have a friend who I've definitely spoken about on this podcast before, uh, who I consider the, the best gambler in the world, the best handicapper that I, that I know. You know. Obviously, I'm not so deep in that world. I'm not saying he's the best daily fantasy player necessarily, but just handicapping, handicapping predicting algorithms and stuff, and... For years, I've known him for almost 20 years, and he continually, continually does it. He won a live FanDuel final um, a few years ago. He usually qualifies for all of them. He used to be great at basketball too, but now I think he's exclusively football. Anyway, he had three seats of the 200. And just, you know, and last night I was, I was chatting with him and just talking to him. I wasn't giving any input because I just wanted, you know, I said, I don't want to sway your opinion at all, but I knew his lineups last night. And I just, you know, so it, it's this feeling that if you're a DFS player, and I'm assuming if you're a, a sports gambler, I'm not, but if you are, this is like the rush, but the reason that I like playing the, you know, the Millie maker, as they call it on DK every Sunday is because, you know, you have that home run ball, that little percent chance of hope that like you could win life-changing money on any, any given Sunday. The, but, but, then, but in those weekly tournaments, you're competing against 200,000 people, right? Your odds are extremely long shoddy. But if you qualify for this live final... You know, I, I can beat 199 people somewhat consistently, you know, not that I would do it every week. These are the best. These are literally the best players in the world that are in this room, in this tournament. Um, but like the feeling that I get every Sunday, like, oh, sick, this could happen today. There's always that hope before kickoff. Uh, imagine I just I, I can't fathom what that feeling would be like if I was preparing today for the 200 live final where the stakes are even higher and the field is even lower then the chances are much greater of success. And I try, I try to qualify. Last year I was like inches away from qualifying for the live final and we'll get there one day. And I like, like I said, I can't wait or I can't fathom like what that feeling is like. And to take like a little wrinkle in that, if you're now is probably the time for non fantasy nerds to totally check out if you haven't already. Um, imagine you're, you know, you're in the live final, you're preparing all week, sweating over the lineups, which way are you going to go with your one chance for two and a half million dollars? Or in my friend's case, three chances. 
Uh, and so there are some other people with multiple qualifiers, multiple seats, but most people have one shot. You think all week, what are you going to do, right? How are you going to approach it? Is there a game to stack? Is there a player that I love? Is there my sleeper that's going to be 2% owned that's going to take me over the top? You probably make this decision by, you know, Friday, definitely yesterday, Saturday. You're like, all right, I think this is the way I'm going. I like what I've done. This is my lineup. You go to bed last night. You probably can't sleep. You wake up this morning. You're all anxious. Maybe you go for a workout. That's what I would do just to get like some jitters out and just be focused for the day. Eat a nice smoothie bowl for breakfast. 1130 rolls around and inactives come out and Ezekiel Elliott is out. And now you have the ultimate fill-in Tony Pollard, like a must-play that you have to like be like, make that decision with two and a half million dollars on the line. Holy shit. What am I, I, I need, I need to get Tony Pollard in my lineup, but I can't because my lineup is all set and I felt so good about it. And if I get Tony Pollard and bump this guy, then that fucks up the stack that I had here and I have to redo the whole thing. Oh my God, maybe I have to go back to a quarterback I was thinking about on Tuesday instead of the one I settled on. And it just changes everything or it doesn't. And you're like, I mean, you're like, I love Tony Pollard, but like I have my thing all set, so I'm just going to stick with my team. And you have to make that split second, hour and a half decision for all the marbles. Ends up, for those of you who know, Tony Pollard ended up being the number one fantasy running back on the day. So if you made that crazy decision to swap him, which I did last minute in most of my Millie lineups, because Pollard is a lottery ticket that I've loved. And anytime he gets on the field, he just is a must play. But like, I can't fathom that extra layer on top when you get this news and you're like, holy shit, now there's a guy I have to put in my lineup that's cheap. What do I do? Anyway, uh, congratulations to whomever walked away with the two and a half mil and whoever walked away with the 300,000 who finished in eighth place, whoever the hell you are. Congrats to all those dudes because I want one of those seats and you have them. So uh, I'm going to keep plugging away and I'll see you there next year, I hope.